0: This is the Topsville Podcast. I'm going to fish, finish up uh, the week here and do a little wrap-up, I guess, on the talk on 60-inch row corn that Trent and I have been having and talk a little bit about why it's all important. I'm actually headed to go give a speech right now at the People's Company Land Investment Expo, so recording this fr- early Friday morning and wanted to talk a little bit about what I'm going to be talking about at that conference. Uh, there's potential that we'll clip up my audio maybe from that if it can provide you all value. Um, I hope it can. Overall, the whole point of talking about soil health, talking about different row spacing, talking about diversity, talking about different streams of revenue, it all boils back to trying to boost sustainability and uh, not just sustainability for the soil and for the environment, but sustainability of the farm as well. And that to me brings in a a dollar figure equation. It brings in an economic equation to it. That if the farm is not being economically sustainable, then none of this is going to happen. We're not going to implement cover crops. We're not going to sequester carbon and reduce greenhouse gas emission. We're not going to clean up. Uh, We're not going to be able to put as much effort towards cleaning up the water if the farmers aren't making any money. If there's no dollars in the system to be able to implement and to be able to help to change and be able to help to drive innovation, then we're not going to be able to be sustainable if there's not dollars going into the into the model. So I'm going to go kind of talk about that a little bit here today and uh, I'll give you a, a little overview on what that's going to look like and, and some takeaway on how you can do it on your farm or how you as a as a consultant or as a farmer or as an um, input retailer, how you can all fit into this and how you can think about it. Overall, we're looking at sustainability or regenerative ag as a new model, a new system that we can quantify, we can put some data behind it, and we can monitor our progress towards an end goal. And that end goal is not quite clear at this point. To me, it breaks down into four different components that make up a overall end goal. And that is we want to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, part of that is we need to offset greenhouse gas emissions from other aspects of the food industry, the ag industry, um, and just life overall. So there's other industries you know, that are pumping a lot of, of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, not necessarily just f- coming from farmers, but we can sequester a lot of carbon, a lot of CO2 back into our soils, and we can help to reduce some of these greenhouse gas effects at scale. That's the purpose of of why they're focusing on the farmers and landowners reducing their greenhouse gas emissions, reducing our carbon footprint, thus offsetting a much larger global carbon footprint. So that's number one is carbon. Number two item in, in our aim to be more sustainable is that we need to clean up the water. We need to improve water quality, especially looking at nitrogen and phosphorus efficiencies, looking at nitrogen and phosphorus balance, as far as balance on what is going on to the farm versus what is going off. I was an interesting meeting the other day with a group that I'm um, helping out and that I'm a part of where they're not looking at just being super efficient with nitrogen and the lowest pounds of nitrogen to raise a bushel. They're not necessarily looking at that. They're looking at can we optimize the nutrients that we are putting on the farm and make sure that we are utilizing those nutrients to produce bushels of corn or soybeans or wheat or rice or whatever you're producing. And so that's an that's an interesting way to re, you know, to re kind of look at it that it's not just about reducing 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 inputs and getting the maximum return. It's about optimizing nutrients and optimizing the soil, optimizing soil function. That's why I like using the uh, testing to help us to be able to quantify that component, quantify our impact on water quality. Third component of being more sustainable is is impacting water quantity, meaning we need to build organic matter, we need to build water infiltration rates, we need to build soil structure to be able to get the water coming from rainfall into the soil, and we need to hold that water in the soil and utilize it over time. So that in that case, then we're not losing as much rainfall to erosion, which is taking soil and taking nutrients with it. It's taking value with it if we're losing that water, you know, horizontally off of our soil. We also don't want that water to flow too quickly down through the soil and leave through tile lines or or go down deeper into the soil. We want to be able to utilize that water and utilize it efficiently. So like I said, we can quantify those things with organic matter, organic carbon structure, uh, water infiltration, and among other things as well. The more impact that we have on improving that water quality the more that we can reduce erosion we can reduce flooding um, and we can utilize that water hold it longer and oftentimes in that case the longer we can hold the water the longer we can utilize it the cleaner it is at the end of the day the fourth component of being more sustainable and I think it's the most important one even though it's probably the least talked about is that we need to improve crop quality and Leading to overall food quality. All other industries are measured at much more of a metric of quality versus ours in agriculture that's very much being measured just by quantity. Bushels per acre, bushels per acre, more yield, more yield, you got to feed the world. Where more so, we need to be able to create good quality food. We need to be able to feed people. We need to be able to feed people good quality nutrition. And I've given a lot of talks here recently about personalized nutrition. The consumer is going to understand a lot more you know, about what we need to be healthy, about what our body really wants, what our body desires. And we need to be able to get those nutrients, get the, those uh, microbial functions and whatnot, those probiotics from the food that we're eating. Why this is all important is all of those components start in the soil. And we can quantify all those components we can build our organic carbon we can build our organic matter we can improve our our nutritional health of the food stemmed off of improved soil health and soil balance we can improve our impact on water quality we can hold more water in our soil and the good thing on all these is they make sense why would we not want to improve organic matter why would we not want to improve nutrient optimization why would we not want to improve the water quality Those things all do have direct monetary impact, so we can pay for these things quick, and we can we can see a quick economic return. If you go about it logistically and economically, I know there's some risk. That's why we want to learn with you. We want to work as a community, and we want to help you to improve. And we're learning those things. So contact us. But where it's really exciting is the long-term economic benefit and global benefit that we're going to have with this. by improving these parameters and reporting them to the food companies, reporting them through blockchain technologies, reporting them through um, these different food to or field to market kind of um, reporting softwares, we can return, we can regain a, more of that food dollar directly back to us because that connection between the end consumer. And where that food started, which is the soil, that connection is becoming shorter and shorter and more instantaneous to be able to see and quantify and know everything that's going on. So my, where I'm going to lead into today with my talk with landowners and land investors is we've got to quantify these parameters in our soil now. If you don't understand your organic carbon, you don't understand how to build organic matter, you don't understand your nutrient efficiencies, you don't understand how to optimize your soil and be profitable, you are behind the curve. You're behind the eight ball. We have to get these parameters down. The market is moving incredibly quickly, and we have to be able to be there and be ready when these big food companies, these big organizations are coming to us saying, hey, we're ready. We've got the dollar figures. We want to prove this out. We want to connect you with markets. We need to say, here is my data. Here is my operation. Here is my proof that I have been working at this. I have been improving. I have taken chances and learned. And we've had struggles over the time. But that's why we got to learn together. And here's my end result. And if you want to support my efforts and my positive impact that I've had on my farm, on my my family sustainability, and on my environmental impact, then please support me with your food dollar. So start today. Learn about this stuff. We're going to go down to Wichita next week, like Trent said. Learn a lot more about it. We're going to retain that info, bring it back to you, and let's keep on hammering through here to 2019 and beyond and make a global impact that will last for multiple of our generations to come they can have the same opportunities and even more than what we've had here today because we've taken a chance, we see what's coming, and we're focused on providing opportunity for the future. Hit us up on our social media pages at the Top Soul Podcast, find me at Continuumag, LLC, across all different platforms, um, or shoot me an email, Mitchell at Continuumag, LLC.com. We can show you how to do this on your own operation. Thank you.